Good afternoon, beautiful people. Welcome to episode 56 of Sports Bar Talk. A lot to get into. Go Boats! Shout out to Anders for that beat drop. And welcome to episode 56 of Sports Bar Talk. We have a lot to get into, so let's get to it. Let's we have a Stanley Cup champion. Let's bring in our Stan our hockey correspondent, our special counsel to the Oilers, your friend and mine, up there in the beautiful province of your country of Canada. I believe he's in Alberta. Goofer keeps. Good to be here. I'm I'm a little sad though because it's our last appearance together for for the time being. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. I was pulling for the for Montreal yesterday. I was hoping they'd get the equalizer so we could at least have two more appearances. So we'll reminisce at the end of our time together and whatnot. But let's get to the matter at hand. The Tampa Bay Lightning did what the Kansas City Chiefs couldn't do. They go back to back. Goofer, you watched this whole series. Tell me more. Well, the Lightning absolutely dominated. And, you know, we were right. We knew Montreal would get a game. And you fought in game four. They went to overtime. And I thought, you know, Montreal probably would win this. But if Tampa Bay were to win... It'd be pretty epic because whenever a team wins the Stanley Cup in overtime, it is always something special. But nope. So, I was secretly rooting for Montreal. and But they didn't get it done. Another one one nothing win for Tampa Bay in a clinching game. Of course, they won one nothing to come to the Stanley Cup when they beat the Oilanders. Unbelievable performance. Everyone there at Tampa Bay deserves credit. Even the fans who got to witness them winning the cup this time. Beautiful sight. Beautiful sight. Well, let's talk about the, uh, I believe it is the Smythe Trophy. I'm not too familiar with this, but... If I am correct, is it given to the MVP of the Stanley Cup playoffs or just the Stanley Cup finals? It's the playoffs, and it typically goes to somebody on the Stanley Cup winning team. And this year, it went to Andrea Vasileski, the Lightning Keeper, and he was crucial for them. He played out of his mind in that. You talk about the shutouts he played, he... he goaltended. It was like me. It was like watching me out there. I haven't seen any goalie this good in the NHL since me when I was playing. Yeah. Now, the uh, award here, the definition of the award is the award's definition is it's the most valuable player for the Stanley Cup winning team in the playoffs. So, that was a unanimous choice. Now, who picks this? I I would assume it's a group of writers. Yeah, I believe that's what it is. B 
because NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP, like right during the start of the fourth quarter, they announced MVP voting live, and you have to fan vote it. I don't like fan voting, especially for like an M- maybe for the All Star Game MVP. But the example I'll bring is uh, the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Um, uh, and Goofer, I know you're not really an NFL guy, um, so I'll be quick on this. Patrick Mahomes had an awful game. He only really turned it on the fourth quarter. You look at his numbers, it was nothing near MVP level. The person who deserved MVP, Super Bowl MVP, was Damian, Damian Williams, or, yeah, Damian Williams. He deserved that a lot more, and he played a lot better. He was, for the first three quarters of that Super Bowl, he was the only bright spot for the Chiefs. He deserved it more. Him or Kelsey, one of those two, because, and I'm a big one. Mahomes, Mahomes is my favorite player in the league that's not on the Steelers. and But Mahomes did not deserve MVP. It should have been Williams. That's what, fan voting's terrible. Fan, I get it for all-star games and whatnot, but not for the biggest stage of a championship game. Let, let a group of writers pick it. There's a group of writers. Fans don't pick who goes in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Writers do. Let them pick the big MVP awards, except for maybe an all-star game. That's what I would do. Or have two separate awards, the main one and the fans' choice one. That's what I would do. Yeah, you bring very valid points. You know, here we watch Canadian football. So I can't really care with you on that. Well, you're right. Uh, let's put a bow on this NHL season and kind of reminisce our time together. First, first off, I do want to say congratulations, NBC. 14 unforgettable years, one heck of a run. They ride off into the sunset, and now ESPN and Turner Sports, it's your turn. You have to live up to the ball. NBC has set some high expectations when it comes to hockey coverage in America, and... Really, hockey coverage everywhere. Um, so, the NBC era is over. Goofer, your thoughts on a really challenging season. Well, I think it's all to kind of... I think you can kind of connect the bubble restart and this season to into one season. It was very, very tough. And all I got to do is give credit to all the players... For pulling this off. You know, we might have lost a couple games. But we did it. We got through a season. When no one thought they could. And it looks like normalcy is back with the crowd in Tampa Bay. Hopefully we can get some crowds in Canada. But I think we'll be back to a 82 game season like normal. Or whatever our normal length is. I don't like, no, and I hope we don't have to play within divisions anymore. That's just a terrible rule. Really was a terrible rule. Um, I don't really have much to add, but I want to, I want to say something to you, Goofer. You know, I brought you on because I know nothing about hockey, and quite frankly, when I was talking about it, um. While I was talking, I was like, you know what? This is really boring for me to talk about. I have to get a guest on to talk about this stuff. So, I knew you from some connections that I know. Um, I'll, uh, my good buddy Bruce, he knew you. He said, oh, I got the perfect guy for you. 
So I called, so he gave me your contact information, I called you up, and a lot of people don't realize this, you did this out of the kindness of your heart, you don't, you didn't want paid for this, so I respectfully am not paying you, <laughs> um, but I did get you something, um, where is it, right here, I got you. A pack of Zeiss lens cleaning wipes. You can clean your camera lens, your glasses, your cell phone, or your laptop. Just for all the hard work you're doing. And I also, I got you a $500 gift card to Tim Hortons so you can break your own world record catching donuts in your mouth. That's right. Yeah! Oh my god, just what I always wanted, you know. I love Tim Hortons. I love Tim Hortons. You know, thank you, Alex, for bringing me on. It really was an honor. Uh, consider this maybe the greatest honor of my lifetime. Oh, you are really, you're one heck of a person, and I, I hope I get to come. I hope you bring me back on for next season. Well, I know we have some negotiations we have to do. I've talked... I'm not sure. It also depends on your schedule with the Oilers. I know I was going to write to uh, the team, the owner of the Oilers, see if we could have you for a little bit because we know your special accounts and your job is hyping up the public about the Oilers. But continue. Yeah, so I got you a little something. I got you uh, this. I got you... Let's see, where is it? Where is it? I lost it. I lost it. I got you. <laughs> this math problem. What's 80 times one? Answer it right now. This is your gift. What's 80 times a third? Oh, I'm not, my brain's not ready for math. I'm going to have to pass on answering that question. We're fine then. Okay. I got you this baseball bat. It says Dodgers on it. Fernando Valenzuela, one of my favorite pitchers back in the day. Him and Oro Hershiser. Oh, Goofer, you cracked me up. Well, listen, Goofer. I've got a lot I've got a lot of other sports to cover. I need to run through those quickly. So I gotta let you run, but I just wanna say I appreciate you. I can't believe I'm saying this. I love you. Um and also thank you to Bruce for Bruce Rowland connecting me with this man. Um helped me a lot through hot for the hockey playoffs. Would have been hard for me to cover. I don't know much about the sport. Glad we brought someone who knows what they're talking about in the hockey world on. Goofer, any last words for the people? Thank you, Sports Bar Talk fans. And hit him straight. You're a fun dude. I'd like to play around the golf with you sometime. I'll, we'll fly you up here to Canada. Okay, calling out. Hit him straight. All right. Well, Goofer, thanks so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give a big round of applause for Goofer Keeps! Yeah! Whoa, come on! Stand up at home! <laughs> okay. Y'all didn't want to give a standing ovation. I get it. All right.
Let's get to our final playoff roundup sport going on. We have game two of the NBA Finals tonight. Very quick. Suns and Bucks. I did not watch game one, but the Suns won 118-105. Chris Paul was pretty good in this game. He dropped a nice 28 points. Um, we also had Giannis. Surprisingly, he's back and playing. I thought the with his knee, and he actually played pretty good. He played really good for what I could see. Uh, 20 points, solid, and a return from injury. All of these NBA Finals games you can find on your local ABC station. Um, they will typically start at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, except on Sunday, July 11th, that game is at 8 o'clock. So, you have 9 for tonight's game 2, 8 for game 3. Alright, that's the NBA. We might have a champion next week by the time we record this. Euro 2020. European soccer. The European World Cup. I've talked about this a little bit. But now we're into the final. England against Italy. And a battle of European legends. These two teams. Italy and their semifinal game. They won in penalties against Spain. England won 2-1 in extra time against Denmark. And let me tell you, Wembley Stadium will be rocking on Sunday. Because the final is at Wembley. And for all England have played, and this will be England's seventh game on Sunday, and it's the championship in this tournament. And they will have played six out of their seven games at Wembley. And if you've watched any of the England games at Wembley during this tournament, they have gone wild for their team, especially when they score a goal. It's crazy. and I, Amazingly. Now, I picked Italy to win this tournament going in, or Italy, England to win this tournament going in because I'm a big fan of England. Um, right now... We haven't done betting odds in a while. I figured, why not? It's a final. Let's do it. For the... To win the game. Just to win. Take out the 90-minute regulation. Who will win the trophy? Italy is the underdog at plus 105. And England is at minus 125. I like England to win this game. I do think it'll be physical. I think it, there's a very good chance it could go to penalties. On the on the regular money line, this regular money line is for 90 minutes only. So if the game goes to extra time, you lose. Italy is plus 200. England is plus 160. And if you think it'll end in a tie, it's plus 205. So, England, I think they'll be good. Gareth Southgate has done a tremendous job as manager. There's calls for him to get knighted if they, for the Queen to knight him if they win on Sunday. Harry Kane, he's been the player of the tournament, in my opinion, for England because he's actually been able to score goals, something he could never do when he was playing on the English national team. But here he is making a difference. Scored the game-winning goal last night off a rebound from a penalty kick. Um... You can talk all you want. I think Harry Kane's a great player. Um, that's Euro. The final is Sunday 
3 o'clock on ESPN. All right. So the South American World Cup now. And their final is on Saturday. Two of soccer's best are squaring off in the final. Neymar versus Leo Messi. Neymar, of course, is on Brazil. Messi is on Argentina. Both these two teams were in all-out wars in their semifinal match. Brazil beat Peru 1-0. Argentina and Colombia tied 1-1. Argentina got the win in penalties. This game will be awesome. Anytime we get to see the big free. Now, the big free of soccer in terms of stardom is is Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar. Anytime we get to see a Messi versus a Neymar game, it is impeccable. So, this match is going to be big. In terms of the odds. To win the game. Brazil is at minus 170. Argentina is at plus 140. So they must be seeing something in Brazil. Brazil is a really good team. Not only with Neymar, they have Gabriel Jesus. They have a really good goalkeeper. Um, Marcelo, I don't know if Marcelo is still on the team or whatnot. The uh, right midfielder for Real Madrid. And in terms of the uh, regulation line... Brazil is at plus 115. Argentina's plus 205. And the draw is at plus 215. Do you think it'll end in a tie? Um, very interesting. Most of the times in a 90-minute line for soccer, you'll see the draw line normally the, the uh, highest odds. This time it's Argentina to win in regulation. We'll see what happens. Uh, my predictions. I think England's going to get it done. Um, and I want Argentina because Messi has never won a major trophy for the for his national team. Of course, all the trophies he's won have come at the club level with Barcelona and Spain. We have a chance here to make some history for Messi. This is where Ronaldo separates himself. International trophies. Ronaldo won the European World Cup in 2016, but he still has to get a World Cup, but he's won almost every other big trophy with Portugal. Messi hasn't won one yet. He came close in the 2016 Copa America, South American World Cup. They lost in penalties to Chile. So, that's soccer. Let's go to Wimbledon very quickly. The ladies semifinals is going on right now. Right now, live in progress in the second set. Sabalenka is up on Puliskova. Sabalenka took the first set. 7-5 right now. She's up 2-1 in the second set. They are trying to play Ashley Barty in the women's final. I believe her name's Ashley. Let me verify that. Yes. So, there's that. Well, but we're the men's semifinals are set. They're going to be playing these games tomorrow. On Friday, we have Matteo Berrettini taking on Hubert Hercax. In the first semi. And in the second semi. Canadian Dennis Shapovalov. Takes on the American. Novak. Or not the American. Why did I say that? The Serbian. Novak Djokovic. Djokovic. 
arguably probably is the favorite to win this now. Now that Fe her that's this Herkax guy defeated Federer yesterday in five sets. Now the thing with Federer is, as he gets up there in age, he needs to play shorter tennis matches. He needs to win the game in straight sets. So whenever his opponent takes the first set from him, you kind of have to be a little alarmed. And so Federer's form vulnerable when a match gets in the five sets. That's what I've noticed watching him play tennis over the past couple of years. And, we, and you know, this was his first major tournament since really the pandemic. Um, but Djokovic, I would not be surprised if we're sitting here next week talking about Djokovic winning back-to-back -back Wimbledon titles and back-to-back -back Grand Slams because, keep in mind, just a couple short weeks ago, he won the French Open. Um, so, that's Wimbledon. UFC 264. And if you remember back in January, um, we had Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight. Well, guess what? They're fighting again, and this time, Conor McGregor is no more Mr. Nice Guy. He has been talking trash ever since this fight has been announced. No more charitable stuff this time. You know, last time they were talking about they were going to donate to each other's foundations. Well, apparently there's a report that Poirier never did the donating part to McGregor's foundation. Um, who knows if that's true or not, but... Um, McGregor, the old McGregor's back, even even the trash-talking McGregor. Other than the trash-talking McGregor, uh, what I'm hearing from his training camp is he's back. Um, he's been more focused, and maybe because this time, Dana White has said the winner of this fight will fight for the belt next. Um, the lightweight belt with uh, Charles Dubronx Oliveira who is the champion there. So, Poirier McGregor is going to, of course, if you remember, in January when they fought, Poirier had a knockout. I think this fight will go different this time. I think McGregor is going to knock him out. Um, I think it could be a second-round knockout or a first-round knockout. But I do believe the fight will go to Conor McGregor. And McGregor right now is an underdog. Um, Poirier right now is a minus-120 betting favorite. McGregor at even money, so he's plus 100. Might be a good time to get in on that fight. Um, other the, the other fights on this main card, in the co-main event, Gilbert Durinio Birds. We've talked about him before. He takes on the Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson, who's the nicest guy in the UFC, in my opinion. Always helpful, always loving on people, always shaking people's hands, always apologizing if he pokes an eye out. Um... Now, we also have Tai Tuivasa fighting, and you've probably heard of this guy before, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, of course, former Pro Bowl defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys, as well as a stint with the Carolina Panthers, retires from football to focus on this fully, and here he is. He's 7-3 and, and with a no contest in his MMA career. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not too bad. Not too shabby. And then in the other fight, a women's bantamweight fight between Irene Aldana and Yana Kunitskaya. And then the first fight to kick off the main card, Sean O'Malley versus Chris Moutinho. Moutinho is not supposed to be in this spot, but 
Louis Smoka was O'Malley's original opponent, but he had to pull out due to an injury. So, O'Malley, if you've ever watched Sean O'Malley fight before, this guy is a real <coughs> treat to watch. A treat to watch. So, that's UFC 264. It's in Vegas, by the way. We're back. Vegas is back. International Fight Week is back. That's the big UFC convention that Dana puts on every year. And it culminates with a big pay-per-view card and whatnot. But that's UFC 264. Early prelims begin at 6 o'clock. That'll be on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and UFC Fight Pass. The regular prelims begin at 8. That's on ESPN and ESPN Plus. And then at 10 o'clock. The pay-per-view. It is on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. And wherever you get your pay-per-views if you live internationally. Alright, let's get to the restaurant of the week. Very, very quickly. This place is located in a neighborhood in beautiful Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I learned of this place. Because my good friend Grant Sanders, who is an artist, go go check him out on Apple Music and Spotify at Grant Sanders. I learned of this place from him. Great album, too. He was playing there live this past Saturday for their Uncle Sam's, or Uncle Ben's, I think it's Uncle Sam's, jam, 4th of July jam. I got a shirt, very... The only patriotic shirt I have, so. But this place was good. And Grant did amazing. He played Bob Dylan, I believe. For my grandmother. I might be wrong on that. He might have played Bob Dylan, I forget. I forget. We'll leave it at that. But this place... Is amazing. Newfangled Brewworks craft beer, craft food, and fun. Now, you walk into this place, it's almost like one big automobile garage. Really delicious food. We got there to watch this whole set. We got a bunch of appetizers right off the gate because we were going to be in there for the long haul. We were there for like two or three hours. We got the meat and cheese board, which is prosciutto, capicola, brie, and gouda, smoked cheddar, pickled veggies, honey, crostinis, and whole grain mustard. It's pretty good cheese. We also got the bacon jam meatballs, which I tried. I didn't really like it that much. Um, my, my parents did, though, and my grandmother did. And we also got the Philadelphia pretzel braid, which gets served with this uh, beer cheese sauce, which was out of this world. Out of this world. Now, they also have a sampler where you can get wings, pierogies, cheddar-filled jalapeno poppers, and moth sticks. They also have loaded tater tots or fries and red, white, and blue nachos. The red, white, and blue nachos, you choose your meat either between pork belly, smoked chicken, or pulled pork. They top that with lettuce, salsa, Jalapeno or jalapeno, sour cream and beer cheese. They have handheld sandwiches. 
which includes their burgers, I do believe, a newfangled burger, a mushroom and Swiss burger, the Impossible Burger, which is a vegan burger. Um, you have a smoked cheesesteak. You have a grilled chicken sandwich, chicken bacon ranch, which my dad got. He enjoyed heavily. And a pulled pork. Now, that's not all on the menu. We're going to get to what I got for my main course in a minute. They have wings. They have a quarter pound corn dog. Are you kidding me? I didn't get it, but I'd love to see what a quarter pound corn dog looks like. They have loaded impossible chili. <clears throat> the smoked taco trio. They have salads. Save room for dessert. Because they have a cinnamon glazed pretzel, strawberry pound cake. M&M vanilla cookie sandwich, vanilla ice cream, a float served with A&W root beer, an adult ice cream float served with your choice of brew on it. But what I got, I got fish and chips. And back in 2012, I got the vacation to Scotland. And there was this place in St. Andrews called the Tail End, and they specialize in fish and chips. And I got to tell you, it's the best fish and chips I had while I was there. I, every time we went to a restaurant, I'd get fish and chips. And let me tell you something. This place right here, Newfangled, reminded me of that place. It was so good. It was crunchy. It was juicy. It was You could tell it was really good. And then they serve them with these tallow fries, which were really good. Tasted just like the fries over there at the tail end, too. I wonder if the owner has been to the tail end in St. Andrews. Because it tasted just like it. I mean, the... I had forgotten about the tail end. You know, I kept eating it and eating it and thinking, this place reminds me of somewhere that I've had it before. And then tail end popped in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh! This is just like it. So, yeah. Um... Now, they do a beer, obviously. They have a kid's menu, too. They have a late-night menu, too. Um, but that is Newfangled Brew Works in Harrisburg. you got to get off at the Union Deposit Road exit on I-83. Then you got to turn right, and you go straight for a little bit. I, didn't, I wasn't keeping track of the global positioning system. But anyway, thank you for listening to the episode. Thank you, Goofer, for, for for helping us with the hockey portion of our playoff roundup. I love—I don't know what I was going to say there, but I do know one thing. This is Sports Bar Talk, where we got the best seat in the house.